Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Afternoons on SEN. And a very warm welcome wherever you might be. Cam Luke in for Dwayne Russell. SEN Afternoons right across the SEN radio network. And thank you for tuning in on a big Friday. Free for all, really. The key open line, the Werribee key open line is open as always. We'll get to that in a moment. Prizes jam-packed. Doug Bollinger, Big Bash Nation. Of course, the Big Bash starts last night. You don't miss a second of it right here on SEN. The Heat do their thing. The Stars again. Mildly disappointing. We'll get to that with Doug Bollinger. Bree Moody, she's a star. Already in All-Australian. Already been a Carlton Best and Ferris. Well, she doubled it last night. She's now a two-time. Chris Golding will roll into the studio. We'll talk a little Johnny Rahm as well. Plenty of golf on the agenda. And it has been a huge 24 hours in the world of sport. But I want to start with this. The NBA in-season tournament, which is currently on, is one that I didn't think would work. I know that in a situation here in Australia, when we talk financial incentives, it traditionally gets players a little more interested. But in the NBA, in the major sports in the US, in particular, when players are earning $50 million a year, plus all their endorsements, I don't think $500,000 to the winner would actually make a huge amount of difference. Now, the reason I say that, I'm not saying there aren't players who play for less than $500,000 a season, but they are traditionally the players who have no say on what happens at the end of somewhat of a tournament. But it has proven me wrong. This is a dead time in the NBA. Adam Silver said this. He had to come up with something. He came up with an in-season tournament at the perfect time because once Christmas happens and the NFL playoffs, you'll never, ever take the attention off that leading to a Super Bowl, you only find one month. And he did that. Crazy courts? Yeah, it's interesting. They look weird on TV at different times. I was lucky enough to go to a couple of in-season games. You don't really notice it, but it has an extra feel about it. And then the final four in Vegas. There is no doubt this change has been brilliant for the NBA. Brilliant. It's a simple question. What would you change or introduce? What would you introduce into any given sport, and it could be anything. It could be D-grade YMCA basketball on a Thursday night that you play with your mates. It could be the AFL, the NRL, the NBA, the NFL, golf. Whatever it is you think would make a particular sport better, be it a rule, an introduction of a unique tournament, 
beat a takeaway rule. All you need to do is be able to sell it to me as to why you think it's a good idea. Werribee Kia open line, one 736 736 All thanks to Werribee Kia. No, absolutely no suggestion is too far out of the box. Because I think that's what a lot of people thought. When Adam Silver put together this tournament and bought in these crazy courts and bought in a system that a lot of the players didn't really understand, and then they go to Vegas for the weekend, Dennis Rodman-like, he was like, yeah. And away we go. It's been huge. So now we talk to you. Any sport you want. one 736 Prizes galore to give away. $50 e-gift card, all thanks to the House of Golf. I've got 18 holes of golf. Club Mandalay, in fact, I'm going to say in the next couple of days there's going to be an announcement around SEN, in particular SEN Trek and Club Mandalay, but I can give you a round of golf today for you and your mate with a car. It's worth 100 bucks. clubmandalay.com.au. $100 Peter Jackson voucher as well, and of course, it's Christmas, which means two, two Pataki hams to get Delicious. involved. Let's do it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jeff's in Diamond Creek. Wherever you might be, there is not one thing that I'm going to... Well, I may disagree with it, but I'm not going to poo-poo you because I love people on a Friday bringing a little bit of out-of-the-box crazy ideas. Jeff, you got the new pill, mate. Take it away. Yeah, thanks, Pam. I love the show. Um, good to be chatting. I'm a big fan of the in-tournament thing. Let me just put that on the record mm-hmm. straight up. It's going to be great seeing that come to a conclusion. My, my rules in the AFL, and I want to call it the coach's call, and if we're introducing it, it would make sure things that uh, like happened to the Crows you know, late in the season, that goalpost situation, you'd never have that again. They've got the TV in the box, signal down to the captain on the field, alerts the umpire, one, one and a half, and they don't accumulate. I, I, I understand the idea behind it, Jeff. Absolutely, I do. I, I just think that if we got the actual system right... We wouldn't need it. Unfortunately, there is a need for it in some aspects, and the, the, the Adelaide situation was just an absolute monumental stuff-up from so many different avenues. But it has been thrown out there a little bit. Rather than a rather than a, a coach, yeah, you're right, coaches or captains call, but there, there is no doubt. I'm just worried how it slows the game down even more when we've got the system in place that should take care of those errors. But there is no doubt we need to look at certain things like that, Jeff. Agree, because, yeah, you wouldn't have that sort of thing happen like we did, and it cost Adelaide a shot in the finals, as we know, mm. and it's yeah, just terrible for the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Out of all the errors that has been made, or yeah, occasionally I'll stick up for the review system. I don't necessarily love it. I think it's too slow, and, you know, it's, it's too sort of murky in different areas. That stopped a young developing team that no one thought could make the eight prior to the season, actually having a little taste of September and it changed so much. Jeff, love your call, mate. Thank you. And that's exactly what we want. one 736 736 Already there's one of the 40 Wings temper text that I'm going to expand on. It's actually included to one of my fan ideas around the Big Bash. We'll get to that in a moment. Peter's in North Baldwin. Pete, rule change, introduction in any sport. What have you got? Yeah, Cam. Uh, I'm going to take the party hole and I'm going to put it on steroids. Mickey Mouse event, whether it's uh, the Wednesday Pro-Am or just a, a one-off. It's full of dance party, 18 holes. You make all the noise you want, all the boozing on you want, just for one day, whether it's one in Australasia or uh, a couple in the States, a few in Europe, away we go. So I have had the privilege, Pete, of being at both the party hole at Waste Management in Phoenix this year and the Live Golf Party Hole that was in Adelaide. I will say this. 
I'm not certain it needs steroids. I, I love I love what it's done for golf. I love that you know Phoenix and the Waste Management Open, which is a wonderful tournament outside of the one hole. It's it's a brilliantly run and organised tournament. Um, it definitely doesn't need steroids, but I do like the idea of it being a little more common around the world. I love it, Pete. I want to ask you just quickly, you seem like a golf guy, Johnny Rahm, and the official announcement this morning, you for or against it, or you you're sort of Switzerland on it? Uh, pretty matter-of-fact about it, mate. I thought it was always going to happen. Mm. I would have preferred he came out and uh, took the Harold Varner line, but uh, he played the played a straight bat, which mm. was pretty, pretty disappointing. We all know it was for the money, but mm-hmm. anyway, that's yeah. another story. I, 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 the thing about this, and we'll talk about Johnny Rahm in the situation later, I, the, the thing that is confusing me, and I'm, I'm a simple guy, so I'm sure there are smarter people, and you are probably one of them, Pete, but the fact is that this is meant to be some type of merger or coming together of Live and PGA. That was hastily announced earlier in the year, but it just feels like that's now not dead, but it, it seems as murky as ever because Johnny Rama's signed to go to Live, and we thought this was all going to be sort of one tournament in the next couple of years. So that's a that's a thing for me. And any time a professional athlete tries to dance around it rather than just admitting it's for money, like there's there's nothing wrong. Not one thing in the world wrong with changing a decision or making a decision based on cash. Fine, like we can talk a million times about it, but when a professional athlete says, oh, I want to go home, it's like, no, I'm sure the playing at home is good, but this particular team has offered you more money. Johnny Rahm, all these live players, regardless of how you view it, their lives are better financially because of these decisions. And I don't think we can sit here and pot shot them if they're honest about it. So, Pete, you're right on the money, and we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, Rod's in Altona. Temper Tex is fired up already. I love this. Any rule change, I don't care how crazy it is. It's on the agenda. Rod, what would you do, and what sport is it? Yeah, we're looking at AFL. The uh, two-up rule of bouncing the ball, three go up. Well, I have it. Hang on, hang on, go, go again. The ball up rule. Yeah. Nominating your right. Uh, oh, the ruck. Yes. Yeah, the ruck. Yeah, just get rid of it. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I, I tell you, like, there's, there's, there's two ways to, to look at this. In fact, it's quite simple, and, and it's, it's one that's been on the, on the agenda for a while. You don't, you don't need to nominate because if two players go up from the same team, it's simply a free kick to the opposition. Well, that's just quite simply what it is. And if you don't communicate amongst your ruckman or the two bigger guys at the ball up, away you go. Oh, I'm with you, right? It's it's one Kane Corns is big on, so he's not the only one. Just doesn't make a great deal of sense. We want to speed the game up, and the umpires seem to take a, a couple of seconds every time there's a stoppage to nominate a couple of ruckmen. Two ruckmen go up. If there's two from one particular team, so there's three players that go up, then what actually happens is that it's a free kick against. Uh, David and East. Uh, East Bentley. David, hello to you. Cam, how are you, mate? Good to chat to you. Lovely to chat to you. Um, I um, I think, I don't understand why, but there's this antiquated rule with cricket, international cricket, that if you go and play for another country, you've got to wait five years or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I would scrap that totally for the benefit of maybe test cricket, whatever, and that any player who's playing cricket can go and play for another country. Straight away. So, for example, get and I think it would help the really the, the younger nations. Let's call them. Mm-hmm. I think that you know to get someone who's been playing cricket in suburban Victoria or whatever, they can go over and they go and play for the West Indies, go and play for the Netherlands, go and play for whoever if they want to. You know, so it gives them a chance to play international cricket. 
Okay. Get rid of that rule. Rolling. You don't need to get citizenship or you automatically get citizenship. How does it work around the immigration and stuff outside of sport? But you're essentially yep. allowing... Uh, now, now, would you do it in a situation where, for better use of a word, it would have to be a minnow nation? Like, you couldn't just have a, a strong Australian player who hasn't quite yet, you know, 17 or 18, be poached by the English cricket board for a huge amount of cash? No. It could, Jack Callis could have come and played for us if he wanted to. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter because it swings and roundabouts. It'll eventually even out. But do, 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 think, do you think it would take a little way? Well, it would take away from the, the patriotic passion that some people would have oh, for the sport? Of course. But that's, of course it will. But they, the player has to want to do it. But, but, but obviously it'd be more designed for maybe a second. I'll just use Victoria, for yep. example. Seconds cricketer. He's, he might struggle to get play. He's batting number four. He's going to struggle. You know, um, Brad Hodges there, for example, he's not going to get a game, you know, and he wants to further okay. his career. Why not? Forget forget the the the, the five-year rule. You know, make it the bloody five-day rule and get him over there and he'll be, it'll be better for cricket. So you only have to be in the country five days equates to the length of a test match and away you go. I, it, would, it would also, I'll tell you what it would do. I know rivalries are, uh, are quite prevalent in sport anyway, but it would add, while the, 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 the patriotism of a lot would probably slip away a little bit, but the fact is that there would be a huge amount of chips on the shoulders of, of some of these men and women playing cricket for other nations because they were continually overlooked for the nation in which they were born. So there they, 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 they would absolutely be passion added to it, David. So I like where your head's at. I, I like outside the box thinking that most certainly is. Yep. Love exactly. it. Beautifully done. Uh, Rob, Michael, Albert, Sean, Brett, Jack. Sean, again, I'm coming all to you on the other side of this break. We're fired up. The Werribee Kia open line is almost in meltdown, as is the 40 Winks temper text, and it's all about something you would change or introduce in the world of sport. On the back of the NBA in-season tournament, which has been hugely successful, I wasn't sold on it, and now I am all in. Indiana, by the way, win a little earlier this morning over Milwaukee, the Pelicans and the Lakers to play shortly. The NFL has just started. The Steelers and the Patriots, first team to score, will probably win this game, so we'll keep an eye on that as the first snap of the game gets underway. A very quick break. Midday Madness, as always, for work, locker, carom downs and packing them. Work where, for wherever you work. Afternoons on SEN. Cam in for Dwayne Russell. And in breaking news and really developing surprising news, the Patriots have actually scored in the first four minutes of the game, considering they've been pretty much scoreless over the last month. So the Patriots now lead 7-0 over the Steelers. Early doors in the NFL. Earlier today it was a win for the Pacers. We'll get to the Prime Minister's 11 in a split second. But right now the Werribee Kia open line is all about you. It's on the back of the NBA in-season tournament and the introduction of it. What would you introduce in any sport? And Midday Madness is all thanks to Work Locker, Karim Downs and Pakenham. Let's get to Rob and Tani. Rob, what sport do you got for me? Yeah, hi, how are you going? Good, um, How about no offside rule in soccer? It'd, make, it'd, it'd be a dramatic change. It would be a dramatic change, but it would be one that would be extremely interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, it's probably been said before. I, I don't think I'd actually do it, but mm-hmm. just imagine, like, just a few games just to see... What happens? Yeah, he like seven five, the big four lines, or 
it'll just be a schmozzle. Who knows? <laughs> it would be interesting. It would be chaotic. And the way the world sport goes, at some point, I'm sure someone will invent some type of mini tournament that involves the, the game and the rules around the world game being tweaked. And that may well be one. And Rob, appreciate your call. Michael is in Berwick. Michael, hello to you. Hey, Cam. Um, my, my one is uh, in cricket. The ball pitches outside the leg. Mm-hmm. They can't be out LBW. I mm. just don't understand it. Yeah, I think in today's day and age with the review system, and there'll be somebody a lot more learned in cricket than I am, so Werby Key Opaline is, is yours to give me a call. But if we've got the technology correct, which I'm not 100% certain we do, to be fair. I'm not a major technology guy there's so many ifs and buts and maybes around the processes in all sport, but if, if it's going to hit the if it's going to if it's in line at some point to hit the wicket and it hits your leg, then that that technically should be out in my mind, Michael. I'm with Agreed. you. I'm with Agreed. you. I just don't understand it, mate. I understand right. in the old days where the umpire had to find a way to be able to, you know, fair enough work out if it pitches here. The odds are it's going to be too hard to hit the stumps. But if we've got technology suggesting it's going to go one particular way and take out a stump or the bales, then it should be out. Hey, you're a, you're a Pataki ham guy, Michael? I am, mate. Thank you. Yeah, on your way, mate. Out the back. Boys will have a chat to you. Lincoln will uh, fire you up. And, of course, it wouldn't be – it simply wouldn't be Christmas without Pataki ham. Let's get to Albert, who's in Essendon, and one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The Ruby Kia open line is open. Uh, Albert, what sport are we talking? Mate, we're talking golf. All right, take it away. Golf, my friend. Mad obsessed golfer, and nothing boils me more when I finally hit a fairway and I land in an unfilled divot. I should be able to get free relief from it. You just don't. I, I think there are a lot of rules uh, in lower levels of golf, Albert, which uh, no doubt uh, you and I and a lot of the listeners, in fact, probably all the listeners, partake in, that we should be able to loosen certain rules, the traditional rules, to be able to make it a tad more enjoyable for people like us. Couldn't agree with you more. Love it. Appreciate you. Appreciate your call, mate. Uh, and we'll get to Sean in Geelong. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Don't forget, Werribee Kia open line is open, and it was awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia, where else? Hey, Sean, take it away, mate. What sport are we talking? Uh, g'day, Cam. I've got a suggestion for the AFL. Yep. Uh, particularly when my kids were little, mm-hmm. they used to go to the A League and were mesmerised at the active areas. I'm not talking about the, the flogs with the flags, sorry, with the flares, etc. but just the way everything worked in sync and in unison. And I think uh, AFL cheer squads really have to uh, lift their game a bit. And I suppose in, in relation to the Cats, they've just put in now a new 2,000-person um, standing area in that new stand, which is uh, pretty rare these days mm. for, a, for a major... Uh, major stand to have that and they really should make that an active area so not taking away anything from the cheer squad but I just think uh, it would bring something a, a lot different to our game and something that uh, would certainly get the crowd really involved in particular like the cheer squads who, who do an amazing job at, at all AFL and, and AFLW games and they're volunteers who who dedicate so much to the, the clubs week in week out what, what you're sort of talking about is yeah, people may not have the commitment, but they want to get involved in something a little unique. Now, you don't necessarily have to go to every single game to participate in that standing area just touched on in the in the new stand. But the fact is that if you want to get there and not necessarily just have your traditional seat or, or sit in a normal stand, but be involved in something a little different two or three times a year, I, I think there'd be there, there would be absolute premise in that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it just... Uh... 
and even not being in just being in that area, but uh, just watching the people in there and the way they chant and the way they go about doing stuff in unison, I really really think it adds adds to a game so much more. Absolutely. Uh, as always, Sean, love your call. Off the uh, the 40 Winks temper text. This is from G who goes, please read my two texts, Cam. I know you dislike me, LOL. I don't dislike you, G, I promise. Just got a million coming through. Uh, I will read it for you now. Hey, Cam, my idea for the NBL Cup is to have a mid-season group stage of North-South groups, split the NBL teams into two groups of North and South. Top two teams made the final four and have a championship game. Uh, look, there you go. Very similar idea to what is happening in the NBA. I just don't think that the NBL has the money or the interest for people to continually want to go. We had the NBL Cup in COVID, and outside of the Melbourne teams, the crowds weren't massive. Now, I know it was COVID and uh, the pandemic, and there was a slight bubble attached to it. I understand all of that. Uh, and so I just, I, is there a way around making the NBL a bit more interesting? Absolutely there is, and they do a wonderful job of doing that. But an NBL Cup, I did see Trevor Gleeson talking about this last night on ESPN, similar to the NBA pre. I just don't think it would work if it's not actually in their home arenas and adds to the regular season records. Uh, last one before the break, news time. Amy Drew in about one minute's time. Uh, Brett is in Mentone, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Brett, take it away, mate. What, what, what sport are we talking? Well, firstly, I want to agree with that LBW. They should get rid of it altogether because the review system is ridiculous. Yep. But in golf, I want to say... If you hit the stick on a par three, it'd be a hole-in-one. If you hit the stick... If you hit the stick right now, Brett, in golf, do you count... Like, if you hit the stick on a par three, would you count it as a hole-in-one or would you still be searching for that elusive ball into the cup? I'd still be searching for Mm. that ball in the elusive cup, but that bloody pitch is so thin and so much thinner than the hole, it's pretty bloody good if you can hit it. That, That I don't... Disagree with Brett. Are you are you play golf often, Brett? Oh, lots of times. All right. Well, how about a fifty dollars e gift card to the House of Golf, mate? Will that will that help you get closer to a hole in one or hitting the pin? On their little putting green in their stores at night. There you go. Well, you're on your way, Brett. Appreciate your call, mate. And he you are right. In the cup is one of the most remarkable things of all time. Andy Ma will tell you all about that. But to to hit the pin leads to frustration and also amazement if you're out there and it actually happens. Of course, $50 e-gift card going your way. All thanks to the House of Golf, your one-stop shop for all things golf. Theo, Summit, Jack, Sean, we're coming your way after Amy Drew takes us through the news. Messy and afternoons. Can look in for Dwayne Russell. I, I'll tell you this. Off the 40 Wings temper text, I don't know if this would be actually possible. It'd have to be a great deal of input from the players. But off the text, party court at the Australian Open. Of course, the party holes in, in certain golf tournaments around the world have uh, been fairly successful. But a party court at the Australian Open, I don't know how they would do it. Of course, you've got to be able to hear... The umpire and the linesmen and women, I, I don't, it would be raucous. We have seen, not exactly party hole, but the, you know, when the Australians, when Kyrgios and uh, Kokonakis won that doubles at the Australian Open a couple of years ago, the, a lot of loud behaviour in there. Not everyone is for it, but if you have an actual party court where everyone is well and truly aware of what is happening, there would be merit in it. And considering how successful Grand Slam Oval has been and how successful the, the social side has been when it comes to the Australian Open. I think us Australian 
sports fans, tennis or otherwise, will get right behind it. I love it. I love that idea. All right, four more to get to. We're going to get to Doug Bollinger shortly. Got prizes to give away all show. Uh, let's get to Sean, who is in Diamond Creek. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The Werribee Kia open line is jam-packed. Uh, Sean, what sport are we talking here? AFL, I'm a, I'm a bit hockey man too. Um, <laughs> Everybody is. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a pretty pretty common sort of um, problem during the AFL. Look, I know it's been talked about that it'll stop all this little paddling across the boundary line. Last touch, AFL. Mm. Unless it's really in dispute, they throw it in, but it'll stop all those little taps to the boundary and the fake fumbles. And I just think, just just make it last touch. Um, that it stops everyone booing the decision of a kick that wasn't meant to be kicked you know, sideways. Uh, I just think that's got to come in. I, I think it's getting closer to it, Sean, to be fair. Of course, we've seen it in AFLW. We've seen it in state leagues around the, around the country. We've seen it in some lower levels outside of that as well. So I feel that it is continually getting to it. I, I, I know there's a lot of... Um, well, it feels like there's a lot of contention around similar deliberate decisions over the course of the year, although the, the terminology is not with enough intent or whatever the actual terminology is, but it's you've you got to have the intent more so than deliberate side of it. I, I still think it's 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 frustrating, but I, I think it has made the game a little bit better. I think that going to another level uh, would continually do that, but I do notice that players want to stay in the middle of the ground at different times. That's the whole idea of bringing some of these rules in. So teams stay in the middle of the ground, they take the game on and scoring goes up. So uh, while we can sit here and we do pick, there's always a deliberate or not sufficient intent Every single game, probably two a game, that we always get up in arms about. I do think there has been a positivity to it. Not dissimilar to the rush behind rule that was brought in a little bit earlier. Uh, thank you for your call. Let's get to Jack, who's in Wanda North. Jack on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Mate, what do you got for me? Justin from Wanda North. Uh, Justin, is it Justin, is it? Justin from Wanda North, yep. My apologies, mate. I can't read. Take it away. Yeah, look, I had this discussion with some uh, work colleagues recently about um, Olympic sports, where the where the um, where the gold medal isn't, or sorry, sports where the Olympic gold medal isn't the main the main prize. Mm-hmm. So, for example, golf with the Masters, tennis with Wimbledon. So, I was thinking of like um, for some of those sports to make it like a, an under twenty three uh, event, and and like tennis and golf have them as like a uh, like a team event. So kind of Davis Cup like. Yep. Um, so, but just uh, yeah. So 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 you're winning a gold medal for your country rather than rather than yourself. I've actually had the thought, uh, Justin, in recent years that the Davis Cup should be the Olympic Games. Yeah. So the, the, the Davis Cup is is unfortunate. I don't want to call it irrelevant because that is absolutely not right. But it, what it used to be compared to what it is now is 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 poles apart. And Olympic Games, as you touched on, isn't necessarily at the front, forefront of the mind. Of every, we'll use tennis as an example. So, if you made the Davis Cup every four years and it coincides, so you win the Davis Cup and you win an Olympic gold medal, we would have the best players set themselves every four years to be a part of it. They have a way of representing their country. They are in a team environment. They go to the Olympic Games, so all the trimmings that comes with that is all rolled in. But you're not worried about having to try and fit it into the schedule each and every year. So, the Davis Cup is every four years at the Olympic Games. Sounds great. Mate, since uh, you reminded me, Justin, about that, I'm going to give you... You want a Pataki ham? You want a Peter Jackson voucher? Or you want to play 18 holes at Club Mandalay? Oh, 
Bataki ham sounds pretty good. All yours. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Bataki ham, and I love that idea. I know I got your name wrong, but I love the idea, and I apologise, Justin. I'm firmly have always been in a belief. Davis Cup has fallen away. The Olympics, whilst we have seen the, the best go there and ply their trade at different times, is not necessarily always a driving force for the best players in the world. And that's what the Olympic Games has to be. So they need to find a way to make sure that the best tennis players are the tennis players who actually represent their country in Paris, which is too soon, but Los Angeles. And then, of course, in Brisbane in 2032. And away we go. Davis Cup, once every four years, coincides with Olympic Games. We'd have the best tennis players in the world making sure they are there. And, of course, male and female, you can work your way around that as well in the way that it actually logistically and structurally look. Doug Bollinger is only about four or five minutes away. We're going to get to him on the other side of this. Theo, Summit, wait right there. All thanks to Work Locker. It's Midday Madness. Work Locker, Caram Downs and Packingham. Work where for wherever you work.